0: You're listening to a message from Stonegate Church in Midlothian, Texas. For more information about Stonegate and additional audio resources, visit Stonegate-Church.com. Well, hello on this Thanksgiving weekend. I hope that yours was as satisfying and filling as mine. I definitely enjoyed myself some ham and turkey from the dressing the cake, uh, the tea, uh, i kind of saddened by it because the cowboys did so bad. Uh, all that good food, and they were up there and just laid a zero, an egg on us on that day, man. But, man, but I was able to celebrate the goodness of God in that moment, amen, because the cowboys are not my hope, amen. And praise God for that. Amen, amen. It is found solely in the person and work of Christ Himself. Uh, today uh, we'll, we will be in First John, and we are still continuing this series on gospel doctrine and gospel culture. And so we'll be uh, we will be in that on today. And isn't it good, uh, man, to be a man at a place where man, where 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 again we're not just trying to lean heavy on doctrine or theology, man. But, man, how does that inform our walk, our life, our behavior, outside of church? Uh, how does this help us in our homes, and our jobs? Uh, man, this, man, man, the, man, the idea for living for Jesus, uh, man, outside of these four walls. Uh, it, it, is, it is definitely good to be at a place that really wants to do both of those things Well, And so I'm in, uh, 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 today I will be going over the doctrine of God is light and how that should create a culture of honesty. Uh, We call it here being 100% known. Uh, And that has, and still at times is, a struggle in my life. Uh, it's not because of context. It's not because of I'm in Melothian or, 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 or... It's really because man, the, the idea of community and honesty has never been a part of my Christian walk until I got here to Stonegate. And so I celebrate God for what God has done through an enemy here. And this idea that I can be uh, honest. And, man, and my prayer is this, at the end of the sermon, that you can be honest with God and the people God has placed you around because of Jesus. So that's my uh, end goal here on uh, on this morning. And so uh, I'm gonna read because um, I got yeah I'm gonna read uh, John First John one five through uh, seven. Now so we're going to find this doctrine in verse five and find uh, and find the culture in verse seven. So let me read for you just those. Three verses, and then that's where I'm I'm going to land at on this morning. John says, This is the message that I heard from him and now proclaim to you that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. Isn't it good to know that there is no darkness in our Father? No hint of it at all that, 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 that God, he is light and that, he, and that in him there is no darkness at all. John goes on to say, if we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. Verse 7 says, but if we say we walk in the light, As he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. In the blood of Jesus, his son, it cleanses us from all sin. Praise God. That's just so. So, now I'm going to try to flesh out verse five and seven. And, man, again, uh, man, the the goal here is for you, man, man, to, to know. This doctrine about God is so that you can behave and that you can practice this idea of being honest before God and uh, uh, man. So I think John, who is the author of this book, uh, walked with Christ with some three years in some change. John, uh, the guy who leaned on his breast, on his chest, Said, so, man, man, I walked with him for three years in some change. And man, and and, and and out of all the teachings and doctrines that, he, that Christ taught about God the Father, I can sum it up in three words. That, 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 that when I think about what what, what Christ was trying to get at and to point us to about this God who is the creator of all, the creator of the heavens and earth. There is really one message that the Father was giving the Son to give to all of mankind, and that was God is light. It's not a message how, how, how John... Said that Jesus summed up the ent- the the entire message of the Father by stating that He was light. So let me just unpack. Excuse me. Let me just unpack and uh, and flesh out what I feel uh, 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 that, that that God that that God is trying to use John to to proclaim to us about what Christ proclaimed to them. The idea of light, I believe, it refers to the divinely, supremely radiance and splendor of the self-revealing nature of God in the form of truth and grace. That, 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 That when it comes to it, that God who is this supreme and divine being uh, that, 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 that when he chose to reveal himself to the world, he was trying to reveal two things about himself. He was a God of truth and a God of grace. Now, you ask, well, how do you get that? Well, I think that Jeremiah even helps us to understand this. When you look at Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 9 and 10, he's going to talk about the condition of the heart. And look what Jeremiah says about the heart. He says the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can know? I, the Lord, I I, I search the heart. I, I try the man. I give to every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his deeds. Look what Jeremiah said. The issue with the heart that leads to man doing wrong deeds and fruits is the state and condition of his heart. First of all, his heart is deceitful. So, how does God deal with, reveal with, how does God counter, combat the fact that our hearts are deceitful? He reveals truth, truth and lies. Truth and lies. And so let, I'm going to reveal to you who I am in the form of light to show you that your heart is deceitful above all but also it is wicked. So in order for me to deal with your heart and how how sick and how wicked it is, I'm going to reveal my grace to you. I'm going to reveal truth to deal with your deceitfulness and grace to deal with your wickedness. I have a daughter, four, four years old. And she looks so innocent. But my daughter at four years old has learned how to lie. Already. This little sweet four-year-old who now has owned this purple dress and nice shoes, y'all. Her heart is deceitful. She'll go tell mom something that dad said that the dad never said so she can get what she want to get. My heart, my daughter's heart is deceitful. So my dad has to tell her the truth. Nariah, you're lying. That's not the truth. But we have to deal with that in grace. Goodness I and mean, amen. And this is God's ideal way in form of how He's going to deal with us as sinners, to those who come to know Him as children, and how God is dealing with all of mankind. He's, 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 on, he's on the hood, on, he's, on he's trying to pursue more than anything the fact that He is light in uh, truth and grace. Now, I have a spiritual mentor. That lives in California. His name is John MacArthur. Uh, he doesn't know me personally, but I know him by the way of books. So my friend, my mentor, has—he uh, has helped me to define what this word truth is. So let me give you uh, how how he defines truth. He says the truth is defined this way: it is that which is consistent with the mind, will, character glory and being of God. Again, it is that which is consistent with the mind, the will, the character, the glory, the being of God. no. John is saying, there is a means and a way by which God, this transcendent God, wants you to know him on earth. And I know you're asking, well, how in the world can we know this God who has made the heavens and earth? How can we know this God who, who, who parted the Red Sea, who raised? How can we know a God as such? Well, I'm so glad you ask. He's left us a thing called the Bible. If you desire to know what is the mind, the will, the character, glory, and the being of God, he has put it to us in story form. It's called the Bible. It's called the 66 books left by a supreme author who invites us on a story that would tell us on how he has redeemed the loss through Christ, and has a future for all of us who has been chose, chosen to be saved. So the idea is that Mary, as Christians, as sons and daughters of God, we have to master the book. I admit, I was trying to master quotes of John Calvin and John Owen, dead guys guys who would never come back to life again. And even today, I'm trying to master and, 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 and quote uh, John Piper and Tim Keller and, and Matt Challenge, even our own pastor, Rodney Howes. But man, gosh, your son, now, that's good, I, I'm using them, but son, I left you a book myself for you to know me. And we spend so many, not we, I I have spent so many times reading other books, trying to master what they won't say uh, 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 or what God has told them. I want to show you what I'm telling them. And y'all, here's what I've been, here's my conviction. I have not made up in my mind until recently to master the book, to spend time in the word of God. And here's what, here's what is common for, for, for saints outside of this place. We memorize scriptures and doctrine, never coming to a deeper love of the author. So you can master the book and not love the, and not love the author and creator more. You can memorize scriptures but never fall in love with God more. And, man, that, that has been the, the, the tendency of mine. That is, to learn doctrine, to memorize Scripture, and never in those moments, man, have a desire to fall in love with the author of the book. Where are you on this? If you really desire to know the mind, the will, the character, and the glory, and the being of God, hey, it's all in here. And isn't it good to be at a church, man, where they have so kindly given us, man, a reading plan for a whole year to help us stay in the book? If I had, just to, ask, if I had to just ask you a question, how, how are you doing in your mastering of the book? But not, to, again, not just to master it, but in reading it, Learning it and it becoming a part of you, let it be so that you end up loving God more. That way it's not a duty, it's a privilege that I get to, I get, to get in on the mind, the will, the glory, the being, and the character of God. So God, he wants to reveal his truth to us. But also, God wants to reveal His grace to us. Now, on last the last time I preached, I said this statement about the book of Ephesians, chapter two, uh, uh, verses one through ten. That Ephesians chapter two, verse one through ten, it made and it makes its own gravy. A kid can read Ephesians two. One to ten, and you might shout. I mean, I mean it, it needs no one to add to it. That, 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 that version of Scripture by itself, it makes its own good gravy. So I found a quote quite similar that has made it, it, its own gravy. I'm going to read to you uh, a quote by an uh, author and pastor and how he has defined and how he has described what grace is? I'm gonna read the slow. It's long, so although there will be times where I say, "Hello, let's say a lot. Let's let's pause and let's think about what the what this author, what this pastor is trying to trying to communicate to us about God's grace." And it reads, "Grace is love. No, grace is love that seeks you out when you have nothing to give in return." Grace is love coming at you that has nothing to do with you. Grace is being loved when you are unlovable. The cliche definition of grace is unconditional love. It is true. It is a true cliche. For it is a good description of the thing. Let's go a little further, though. Grace is a love that has nothing to do with you. The beloved, it has everything and only to do with the lover. Grace is irrational in the sense that it has nothing to do with weights and measures. It has nothing to do with my intrinsic qualities or so-called gifts. It reflects a decision on the part of the giver, the one who loves, in relation to the receiver, the one who is loved. That negates any qualifications that the receiver may personally hold. Here it is. Grace is one-way love. Grace doesn't make demands. It just gives. And from our vantage point, it always gives to the wrong person. Selah. The last part of this. Grace is an unconditional acceptance given to an undeserving person by an unobligated giver. That is how this author, this pastor described in the divine grace. So, when we may think about truth, it being this supreme and divine radiance and splendor of the self revealing of God in truth and, and grace. And when we hear what grace what truth is and, what, and, and how grace is ascribed, the only person that comes to mind is Christ himself. Does not the Bible say in 1 John 1.14 that, that we have seen the glory of him uh, 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 that is the glory of the only son of the father full of grace and truth? That when it comes to what grace, is uh, who grace is and who Truth is, it is personified in the person of Jesus Christ. The greatest display of grace and truth that God was using to display to the world was Christ Himself. He is the greatest display of grace and mercy. That's why you're saved because of what Christ does for you. And Christ have proclaimed over you before he saved you, you were a sinner undone in need of a savior. That's the truth. Here's, here's grace. I'm going to die for you on the cross so that you might enjoy fellowship with my father forever and ever and ever. That's grace. Grace and truth came together in, in, in the person and work of Jesus Christ. And now God drops the mic. That's it. If you want to find out what truth, what grace is, look to Jesus. Now, when you understand this, when you understand this, that that, that, this is how, this is the message that he proclaimed, but also it was the message he was. That it's all about Jesus. That God is sending his son. Reveal to us, man, to all of humanity and to all of humankind what our greatest need was for. Truth and grace found in Jesus. And how many of us live life not captivated by, what Christ, by who Christ is and what Christ achieved on our behalf. That is... A doctrine that God is light. What Christ proclaimed were also what Christ lived, what John heard. And now when we understand all of this, it all makes sense now. That God sent the son, man, to be truth and grace for us. And man, if that's the case, listen, listen, y'all. How we create a culture is really predicated on how we see what Christ or who God is in a form of light through Jesus Christ. And if we don't get that down, it's going to be hard for us to be honest, transparent, or what we've come to call and termed 100% known. So let's go down to the, the culture. So when you look at verse 7, it says, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light. So here's the idea, that Walking in walking in the light means that man, I'm I'm walking in the ways of God. When I'm walking in darkness, is I'm walking in sin, or sin that is not unrepentant, not confessed, and turned from. So, so if I'm saying I'm going to, that I'm walking in the light as He, God is in the light. I have fellowship with man. Now, one would say, if God is, one would think, if God is saying that if you are walking in the light as he is in the light, that man, you would have fellowship with God. But no, he said this to me. He said, your fellowship with me is predicated on your fellowship with the community he's placed you in. That, that, that there are people who are saying, I can love God and not be in community. The Bible says you a lot. First John 4 says this, how can we say we love God and not love those who we don't see, and yet not love those who we do see. So, 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 so here's the thing. So God, if you're going to walk in the light of God and find in this light that God himself is in the light. So John is saying this, that if you are walking in the light, in God who is light, but also is in the light, that you are to savor and desire Christ more than anything else. That, that your whole thing is that as, as you are walking in the light, don't desire anything more than God in this light. And see, I think, man, man for me, man, when I'm living right and doing those things, man, that God, God wants me to, I, I start to savor obedience. I start to enjoy, man, God, man, listen, man, I'm, I, I'm learning doctrine. God, look, God, man. So so we start cherishing everything while walking in the light but him. He said, man, the sweetest joy found while walking in the light is him. And from that is produced, he puts you in community for you to reflect your walking in the light. So two things come from us walking in the light. It is that we are surrounded by granted, Community, and that we are reminded in community what Christ did on the cross for all of us. Here's how this goes. Let's say that I'm. Well, let's just let's just use me. I'm the I'm the example in here. Uh, uh, when I first came to Stonegate, you could not have told me I did not have it going on. Now, just tell me that. I, 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 man, I, man, I didn't did this. I, I'm in school. I didn't went to this conference. I, I didn't this trick, man. Man, man I, I am ready to do what God has called me to do. I'm ready. So God saw Well, okay, well, son, that's great. But let me, hey, let me hook you up with a guy who's five foot seven, one sixty wet. His name is Rodney Hobbs. He's gonna put you in a community of people who are going to, son, love you well and not even know you. But son, listen to me. But they're not going, but in you, but, but in you being placed around them and them seeing your shortcomings, they're not going to point to your shortcomings, but point you to what Christ has done for you in the midst of your shortcomings. See, I am to be reminded, and we'll get that in a minute, that in those moments, that as I'm walking in life, striving to be like God, striving to, to do what God called me to do, man, that, that, that God will place me around people who will remind me of the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ our Lord and Savior. But also in the moment, remind me it is finished. You don't have to work for it, man. You can be honest and open with us now. And, yeah, and that's the idea, that when we're trying to walk in the light, man, the light exposes areas in our lives where we do not want to see. But God, in his grace, and God, due to his truth, he puts us in community to flesh this thing out. Community is a blessing. Jesus Christ is the blessor. So, in the midst of community, in the midst of you striving to walk like Christ, to imitate God, which the Bible calls us to do, we're going to at times find ourselves walking in darkness. And that's when community comes to play. That's when the community that God has placed you in swiftly reminds you of what Christ has done through his death, bloodshed for the forgiveness of my sins. And y'all listen to me, there is not a sin that I cannot confess that God hasn't already said it's paid for. And that is what the community should be re- reminding us over and over. I mean, listen, I can never hear enough of the fact it's finished. You don't have to work for my approval, the son. It's fair. Listen, I saved you knowing you're going to struggle. That's why I justified you. So, so, so you would never stand before me again as as a judge, the, 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 son. That when you come before me now, I'm a father. You're my son, and my whole thing is to help you live for me, son. It's never I want to condemn you and send you to hell. I'm your father now. We've we've changed rooms. We've moved from a, a courthouse. To a family room. And son, I, I, I love you. And I'm going, to, I'm going to display this in the midst of community. And they, the community you're in, will, will be quick to remind you of my shared blood on, on the cross and how I, in that, love you regardless. Now, there are some things that I've realized that, that hinder that, that has hindered us, me, from being honest. So let me give you three things that I feel like, man that, man, that, that hinder us from, from creating an environment at a church, a, a, an environment at home, wherever God has called us. I think God, He's trying to create this idea of, of being honest, but there are things that hinder us from, 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 from this being cultivated. Number one. We deny the fact, we deny the fact that I'm a sinner and I struggle with sins every once in a while. When I'm talking about denying, here's what I'm saying. It is a defense mechanism in which when we are faced with a fact that is too uncomfortable to accept, we reject it despite the overwhelming evidence. Have you ever been surrounded by Five people, and they said, man, we see this. And you say, well, okay. I don't see it. I mean, everyone else see it, including Ray Charles, who's blind. He can see it. But you're going to deny that, man, you have this struggle or this issue. man, And, man, that, and so so that prevents us now, that prevents us from, from walking and, and from being honest, which in turn causes us to believe this false reality that we're living in. It's a false reality, man. I mean, man, man, When I when I came here, you know, listen. I recall when I pulled up. I recall when I pulled up to a Starbucks in my two thousand and eight Tundra, fully loaded. I thought I was good. Had all this debt. I said, no, man, I'm good. Man, that's a tundra. Man, come on, man. I mean, we can afford that. now, but you're in debt. Man, but I'm good. No, you're not. No, you're not. You, you have debt, car loan, and student loans. But, man, I, 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 I denied it. Man, I'm good. I said, but, man, I'm good. No, you're not. And, 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 and the elders and leaders here, and you all, being faithful, man. Hey, man. That, 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 that's an issue. So, I mean, you can't deny a struggle or sin, but, but you can also blame others on your struggle and sin. I recall, man, when I was, uh, when, when I was a minister at an old church, uh, people would always say, man, the reason why you're not bigger in size of a church, that God has not did something really great in you, is because of your wife. I say, you know what? That makes a lot of sense. It's her fault, now I figured that, it it's her fault. That's why I haven't blown up yet. That's why I'm not on TV, because I'm my wife. got fix my wife. Fix her. She needs fixing. So you can blow me up. And man, and I accepted what everybody has said, man. but man, the issue is your wife It's not you. And I started saying, man, you are right. And man, so many times because God has not done or whatever it is, man, uh, and there's a struggle in our lives, man. We say, man, I'm only struggling because of this person or this person. And y'all watch this. In the midst of denial or blaming, we are denying the grace and truth of God shown in the person of Jesus Christ. But not only do we deny and blame, we also minimize. We minimize the sin. We minimize the struggle. So this means that that, that we acknowledge the reality of the situation and even owning responsibility of it, but we deny the seriousness of it. How many of us have made light of sin? We minimize something that really offends God in a big way. We minimize, man, shake it over me, and we minimize how we raise and uh, rear our kids. We, we minimize how we don't love our wives like we should. We minimize how we go to work and we don't want just, to just, just, give God the glory and, and show God off. We, well, God, it's just a job. No, it's not. He's put you there on display for a reason. It's not just a job. He wants to use you for his glory. But we minimize that take God for granted. We don't take God serious. And, I'm, and I, all I'm saying is that, man, that, that when we minimize sin or struggle, when we put blame or when we shift blame on others, when we deny sin and struggles, man, in essence, we deny the personal work of Jesus Christ, who in those moments is designed to give us truth and grace. So now, how can we create it? How can we how can we achieve this this this, this culture, this community, these behavior, man, this behavior of being honest? How can I be hundred percent known and be okay? Number one, it takes gospel, safety, and time. Let me flesh those out for you. This is not also in in the small green book outside. He says that in order to create this this kind of culture, it takes people hearing. A lot of gospel. We can never get too tired of hearing who Christ is and what Christ has done. We can never get tired. No matter the struggle, no matter the sin, if we go to the Bible and give them good scriptures, but don't point them to the Savior who has done it for them we're missing the point. People don't need primarily more scriptures. They need more, more so to love more deeply Christ who is their Savior. And if we're trying to address a struggle or a sin and we give them script, we, we give them Bible, but, but, but in that we don't give them Jesus as, as a means of it's, it's already been, it's, it's, whatever struggle you have, it's been paid for. And people need to hear that constantly. And let that be the means while they move from sin to a savior. People need to hear about Jesus point blank. And no one can get enough of that. People don't need your wise advice if it does not lead back to Jesus. People need lots of gospel. Lots of Jesus. My wife can tell you, you can't point me to Christ. I need him in a huge way. So people need a lot of Christ, a lot of the gospel, but also people need safety. They need to know that when I share, I'm not going to be judged or accused or condemned. People need safety. People need to know, man, man, that when I share my struggle or sin or any area of my life where I'm missing the mark of being like God, that, man, y'all, y'all not going to jump down my throat. That, man, you're going to, that man, you're going to, man, provide grace. Man, that you're going to provide truth and mercy and community, man, and you're going to help me, man, get out of this by, by we help individuals get out of that struggle or sin, whatever it may be, where they are missing the mark, by man being a safe place. And man, can I say this? That is exactly what Stonegate, you all, have been to me. A safe place to tell you I'm a mess that needs Jesus. And if you have condemned me or judged me, I haven't heard it, so I don't care. <laughs> but so far, y'all been good. But I also know this: you've experienced the same kind of love also here. Yeah, we saw this—the great, we saw the greatest—the display of this, the service of our testimonies, where people talked about their struggles, current and past, and we. We didn't celebrate their the struggle. We celebrated the fact that they trusted enough in Christ to share their struggles with an entire church and be good with that. They were able to be real and honest because they saw Stonegate as a safe place. Can I just go a little further? Is your home a safe place for people to share, for your spouse? kids, kinfolk to share the struggle and and you not judge them. So, man, listen. We need to create an element where, man, people are getting a lot of gospel, a lot of safety, and lastly, a lot of time. Patience. I recall a moment. It's been some years back where I placed my wife in a room of about 18 individuals and they told her how bad she was as a minister's wife. And I agreed. They're right. They're right. Listen to them. Again, the brand game. Again, it's, it's you. You're the reason why this thing is not going where it should go. And that was probably, that was like in 08. It's 2014. And so my wife and I, we said, but we mean it now, then too in a sense, that the only reason why we stayed together was because of the person and work of Jesus Christ. And from that belief, man, what my wife has extended to me time and time again is time. It's patience. It's patience. And, man, and I can say now, man, man, and praise God that man, for, for, for now at this moment, our marriage is the best it's been because there is gospel, because there is safety, and because there has been time. As a matter of fact, Paul said this, how do we presume on the, on the riches of, uh, of, of God's kindness and forbearance and goodness? It is, don't we realize that it is God's? Kindness that leads, one, to repentance. Listen to me, that while we're trying to give folk time to change, time to repent, time to grow in God, we also need to be kind to them. Kind. With time, be kind. And trust that God would bring the change in of himself. Here's the truth. We're already complex as it is. We are, man, complex individuals, man, who need time to think out loud, to grow and to see what God is doing. So man, what God so what people need from us is what God is so given to us. And that's patience. And listen, if you haven't found a church or a community who will give you gospel. Who will give you safety and or a refuge or who will be patient or will give you time. Christians, sons and daughters of our lovely Heavenly Father. We find that in Jesus Christ. That is good news. But man, I, the, the God wants to because He's light, wanting to reveal His His truth and grace. Want us to walk in light and be honest when we're not, so that man the the community and and what and the person and the work of Christ can do what needs to be done. So we can walk in the light as Christ is in the light. So to bring it together, my friend, in the book he has this quote. He says. The goal is not to make the church safe for sin. It's to make it safe for confession and repentance. When the gospel of Christ's grace defines both the doctrine and the culture of a church, its members can safely, keyword, confess and forsake sin, even valentine. And find themselves can find themselves wonderfully forgiven and free. It's that good news that even the worst of sinners, because of who God is, like truth and grace, and has given us community, man, to be honest, man, we are free to confess our sins and forsake them as well. Man, we pray this with and for you. The church at Stonegate. Let's pray. Thank Father you for David, listening to this message from Stonegate Church, located in Midlothian, Texas. For service times, additional audio and study resources, as well as information about our church, please visit us at stonegate-church.com.